Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Glory be to the Lamb of God and thank God for another glorious morning. Beloved, we are here again to continue our discourse on the voice of the blood of the Lamb. The voice of the blood of the Lamb of God. Almighty God, we thank you. Your grace has located us and we have come this far because of your mercy. Lord, we share your word under the authority of the Holy Spirit. And ask that you give us utterance and understanding to my ears. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I was discussing last week about the blood of Jesus relative to the blood of Abel. And I want to do a quick recap. In a time like this, we are remembering that supreme sacrifice that Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, made on Calvary's tree. The sacrifice that Jesus made. Now, last week we studied that blood has a voice. And our reference, our key scripture that we developed was Genesis chapter 4, verse 10. And it reads, And he said, that God said, he was speaking to Cain, after Cain had killed his brother, God said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth to me from the ground. And I did a survey through the scriptures and we located what that voice was saying and found that in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 and 24, the Bible reads, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering. Verse 24 says, And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood, to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Other version says that the blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. So here we see a comparison between the blood of Jesus and the blood of Abel. And I made the point that the fact that the Bible makes a difference between the two blood by saying that the blood of Jesus speaks a better word than the blood of Abel, we need to look at the two, put them together side by side, and try to find out what lessons we can draw from them. And as we went through the scriptures, we found that basically the blood of Abel conforms to the doctrines and the concepts of the Old Testament. I refer to the law of Moses, no mercy. It says if somebody slap you, you slap him back. Hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Now we find that in Exodus chapter 21, the verses 24 and 25. 
eye for eye, tooth for tooth. That means somebody hurt you in the eye, you got to hurt him back in the eye. If somebody hurts your foot, you got to hurt his foot. If somebody slaps you, you got to slap him. Old Testament, no mercy. That is the voice of the blood of Abel. The voice of the blood of Abel. So in Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, we are told that the voice of the blood of Jesus is radically different. And it introduces something equally or radically different in the same vein. Because the blood of Jesus does not speak like the blood of Abel that asks God for vengeance. Remember that when God, after speaking to Cain, told him bluntly that you are going to come under judgment. And God imposed judgment. There was a curse that was released because the blood of Abel was crying for vengeance. But the blood of the Lamb of God cried for forgiveness. So that blood speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Now let me run quickly through some of the things uh, the, the things that we hear the voice of the blood of Jesus saying. Number one, I said the blood speaks of non-retaliation. The blood speaks of non-retaliation. Matthew 5, 38 to 48, I read through and it was clear in the scriptures that we as believers are not to curse. In fact, it is clear what Jesus said in the scripture that if somebody persecutes us, we should pray for them. Those who curse us, we should bless them. Made a point that given the fact that we are not under the Old Testament. We are not operating according to the blood and concepts of the Old Testament, the Abel concept. We have to forgive. We don't have to retaliate. So we have to be careful what we say or how we react when people do not treat us well. There is no excuse for us to curse any human being because they did us wrong. If we will really obey the words of God and the voice of his blood. Amen. Secondly, I made the point that the voice of the blood of Jesus speaks grace and truth. John 1, 17, For the law was given through Moses, the law. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. So, Moses and Jesus were not operating under the same concepts when it comes to forgiveness, when it comes to judgment. They operated under the law and were judged according to the law. But by grace, Jesus Christ has brought us into a new covenant. Thirdly, I said the voice of the blood of Jesus speaks mercy and does not curse. It does not curse. It speaks mercy. And I, I read extensively from Luke 9, 51 to 56 and Romans 12, 14. Romans 12, 14 that says, Bless them which persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Somebody hearing me? So whether you are a pastor or, and people have offended you or people have, have abused you or people have said mean things about you, hold your fire. It says we should not curse. Don't curse. Simple as that. Simple as that. We have to obey God, not our feelings. So, definitely, we see a very big difference between the voice of the blood of Abel and the voice of the blood of Jesus. 
if you continue to curse, you are operating under the Old Testament concept. Because that is where he says, somebody slaps you, slap him back. I mean, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. Under the New Testament concept, if you are born again, if you believe in Jesus, you don't take instructions from Moses. You take instructions from Jesus. And Jesus is saying, the blood of the Lamb of God is saying that we must forgive. We must forgive. Very important. Now, let me help you with the scripture as we run through this quickly. Matthew 5, 11 and 12 say, Blessed are you when others revile and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So these things does not begin with us. They do not begin with us. I mean, they've been there. The prophets have gone through it. And the Bible says that we shouldn't be surprised and we shouldn't be careful about our reaction because this is what they did to the prophets. And I'm excited, excitedly about the fact that there is a reward for those who endure persecution. So as much as it is not good. It is very unpleasant. And I and I want to caution all believers to be careful how we relate to each other, especially with our pastors. So we don't push them to the place where they will say things that they are not supposed to say. Having said that, let me round up this summary by reading Matthew 5, 43 to 48. Matthew 5, 43 to 48. The difference between the voice of the blood of Jesus and the voice of the blood of Abel. This is Jesus speaking. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Verse 46, for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? So there is a reward for all that is being said about you. The people who have been ungrateful to you, let them go. There is a reward. And make sure you don't lose that reward. Because Jesus said, for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the task collectors do the same. Verse 47, and if you greet only your brothers... What more are you doing than others? Do not even the godless do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. You get that? You must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. So you must live your life to reflect the voice of the blood of Jesus. If you're always vindictive and going after those who have offended you or said mean things about you and you are cursing them, I'm cautioning you according to the word of God. You have shifted from the new covenant and you have placed yourself under the old covenant. Because under the new covenant, the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. So today we're going to look at some specific things that the blood of Jesus speaks. Some specific things that the blood of Jesus speaks. And the first thing I want us to note is that the blood of Jesus speaks life. It speaks life. It doesn't speak death. 
And that's why for some of us, it is a border that many of the things we hear about prophecies is death, 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 and destruction and doomsday. And listen, Jesus speaks life. Jesus speaks life. Is the voice of his blood gives life or speaks life. I'm reading from John chapter 6. John chapter 6, the verse is 53 to 56. 53 to 56. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Now, I want to draw your attention to something. Now, when it comes to physical death, everybody is panicky and everybody is on edge fighting against death in the physical. But what we should be more scared about is eternal death, eternal separation from God. This physical death is only phase one. It's only phase one. That is why the Bible said, how beautiful is the death of the righteous in the eyes of God. Why? Because when a righteous person dies physically, he lives spiritually. He's not lost. Amen? But anyone who has not received Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior, when he dies, is internally separated from God. And he will die a second death. In that, after the judgment, that person will be eternally separated from God. And there will be no change beyond that. But thank God for the voice of the blood of Jesus. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats the flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. I want to tell somebody under the sound of my voice that today, you may be scary about coronavirus and all that. But you are not scared about the consequences of sin and not being repentant and receiving Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Now, this is more dangerous and more scary than the physical virus that you are afraid of. And this is an clarion call and a time like this that God is calling on us to come back and connect with him. There is only one way, through the blood of Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. Only one way to God. Only one way. You are listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. So verse 55. For my flesh is rare food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Verse 57. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God will live because of me. So the first thing we are noticing here is that the blood of Jesus speaks life and it is for us to respond to that life. Hallelujah. 
Secondly, secondly, the voice of the blood speaks healing. Speaks healing. What are you hearing when you hear the Bible talk about the blood of Jesus? Or when you are Christians talk about the blood of Jesus? The blood of Jesus is not there to be just invoked and used as a weapon. The blood of Jesus does more than that. It gives life or it speaks life. And secondly, it speaks healing. If you are sick and you are under the sound of my voice, you can appropriate the blood right now. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says that by his stripes we were healed. By the stripes of Jesus Christ we were healed. Let me read that. Isaiah 53 from verse 4. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. Verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, the wounds that contain the blood, we are healed. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. By his wounds, we are healed. You can operate the healing power of Christ right now as you listen to me if you are sick. By his wounds, by his stripes, we are healed. This is the voice of the blood of Jesus. It speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The new covenant is a better covenant than the old covenant. So stop invoking the old covenant and living your life tied up to the old covenant because at that level, you live only at the level of feeling and not at the level of faith. Hallelujah. So number one, the voice of the blood speaks life. Number two, it speaks healing. Number three, it speaks peace. The blood speaks peace. Hallelujah. In the same scripture of Isaiah 53, in the verse 5, what did Isaiah say? But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. When Abel's blood cried to God, the punishment went to his brother his brother lost his peace forever. He cried out to God, anybody who sees me, I'm in trouble. I'll be killed. The voice of the blood made sure that there was vengeance. But when we killed him, when we crucified him, when we nailed him to the cross, the blood that came out of him spoke peace. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Don't go after them. The blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. So the blood speaks life, number one. Number two, it speaks healing. Number three, it speaks peace. Number four, it speaks redemption. The blood of the Lamb speaks redemption. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, the verses 19 to 20. Here we go. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. For God was pleased to have all his goodness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The voice of the blood of Jesus speaks peace. And here we are told in Colossians, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So the blood does not cry for vengeance. The blood speaks peace. That is why Jesus, speaking in Matthew chapter 5, said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So be a peacemaker. 
be a peacemaker because the blood that rules your life that was shared for you and I speaks peace. If you are somewhere and all you do is to create crisis, you are operating under the influence of the power of the blood of Abel. Vengeance belongs to God, not to man. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, number four is that the blood speaks peace. Number five, the blood speaks redemption. The blood of the Lamb speaks redemption. Again, the scripture declares in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, the verses 11 to 16. If you are not connected already by giving your life to Jesus, making him your Lord and personal Savior. Ephesians chapter 2, 11 to 16 reads, Therefore, therefore, remember that formerly you were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men. Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, I love this one, something has changed. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once afar off have been brought near through the blood of Christ. Amen? So, the flight that brought us near to God is the blood of Christ. The aeroplane that brought us near to God is the blood of Christ. You deny the blood, you get stranded forever. Verse 14. For he himself is our peace. Hallelujah. Who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law with his commandments. He abolished the voice of the blood of Abel. Yes, by abolishing in his flesh the law with his commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm excited about the voice of the blood of Jesus. It brought redemption, and by that blood, we are redeemed and we are restored unto God. Now let's take this next point. The blood is the foundation on which the church, the body of Christ, is built. Whether we meet in groups or whether we are separated, we are the body of Christ, spiritually speaking. And this is our foundation, the blood. Let me read from the book of Acts chapter 20. The book of Acts chapter 20 verse 28. Paul speaking, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. The people that form the body of Christ, all believers, have been purchased by the blood of Christ. So they may do certain things wrong, they may say certain things bad about us, speaking about leaders in the church, pastors, bishops. We, the ordinary people, congregational members, have been purchased by the blood of Jesus. The respect they give to us as pastors is just by virtue of the fact that we have been called into a position of overseers. 
we have been delegated like honored servants to look after God's own sheep, to feed them, not to curse them. So they may do a lot of things wrong. They may see a lot of bad stuff. And I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I've been there before and I have not graduated yet. But through all these things, we have to be careful. The kind of language we use when we are annoyed with God's people. Because they are precious. They have been purchased not by the blood of Abel, but by the blood of Jesus Christ himself. How can you curse someone who has been purchased by the blood of Jesus? Jesus said, I died for this one. I paid the ultimate price for this one. So that person automatically is beyond being cursed by anybody. Alright? So let's be careful. Now, the next point I want us to note about the blood, and probably the last for today, is that the blood speaks blessing. And I keep on stressing about this, that the blood speaks blessing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the verse 16a, it says, The cup of blessing we bless. Speaking about the communion table and the cup that we bless. He said, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The cup of blessing. First Corinthians chapter 10, 16a. I want you to think about that. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Jesus said, as often as you do this, remember me. And here we hold the cup and we don't even seem to honor the cup. And the one who instituted the cup and says to us, the cup that you are holding, which is the blood I shed for you. Remember he said, and he lifted the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, share this among yourselves. This is the blood of the new covenant. The blood of of the new covenant. If there is a new, there must be a old. And the old one is the one that is reflected by the blood of Abel that speaks revenge, that speaks curses. The new one has no room for curses. Bible says, for there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. When Moses gave the law to Israel, and before he died, he laid before them things that will invoke curses and things that will invoke blessing. When Jesus was leaving his disciples, the Bible records he lifted his hands and blessed them. He blessed them. This is the blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. And I recommend this blood to as many as are listening to me today. And do not know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. For some of us, all we know about the blood of Jesus is that we use it to attack the devil. Let me tell you this. The blood is more of a defensive nature than with attacking posture. When Israel marked their doorpost with the blood, it was to save them from physical death. The blood that Christ offers is to save us from eternal death. So don't just get busy saying, I rebuke Satan with the blood. I rebuke Satan with the blood. Whether that is right or wrong, I don't know. But my Bible teaches me that the blood is more of a redemptive presence than a weapon of attack. May the good Lord 
help you to digest and to accept the voice of the blood of Jesus. And if you have not given your life to him, may you take a decision and say, Jesus, come into my life. I hand over and I jump into your blood. And I promise you what? We may never meet on this side of heaven, but one day I will see you in heaven. And thank you. God bless you. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansi Metal, saying bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244-239024-0244-239024. Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your